0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at
1: wearelibertarians.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com
3: slash specialoffer.
0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com.
1: Welcome to the Ball Hog of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 315, of the Big 315, the Cinderella's favorite podcast. Jeremiah Morrill. Uh, today I'm joined by executive video producer, audio engineer, uh, life coach, Zach Burcham, and our forever co host, Mr. Dakota Davis. Dakota, do you know what area code 315 is? I do not. It's the, uh, the North Country. It's where I'm from originally. Messina, New York is the 315. You know what's coming up in two episodes? No, three one seven.
0: Oh yeah, that's a uh, close. Says. That's
2: well, that was us. Is, is Dakota old enough <laughs> to have lived in the three one seven before the seven six five was a thing? God, once again, I only remember. 7, we're, 6, old yeah. we're old again. Instantly, we're old again. How
4: about J nine? Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> my my
2: mom had a party line. But, yeah, that's. But when that's, I was yeah. when I was a kid, it was we were the three one seven. They created the seven six five. Yeah. That was a big. That was like a big mess. Of,
1: everybody had to reprint their stationery. Yep. Dakota, we stepped on you.
0: Today's episode features Mr. Cameron Grimm and then also Mr. Jerry Walden. Uh, they are our candidates for City Council Ward Number Three in Newcastle, Indiana. Cameron is your Republican for the office, and Jerry is your Democrat. We were going to be talking to them about. First of all, why are they deciding to do this? Why are they running for office? What their motivations are? Then we're going to be talking to them about some topics, mainly economic growth, infrastructure, community engagement, and transparency, and then their goals for the office and the upcoming term. So make sure you stick around until the
1: very end if you want to hear what that's all about. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes they'll provoke you, other times they'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, we just wrapped up a very special extended edition of Patreon, uh, which explained how Dakota ran a full marathon. <laughs> it was a half marathon, Jer, but I did it.
0: Uh, finally worked up to it. There was I'm, a lot of uh, there's a lot of inside baseball in that one. It was very exciting, and it's about thirty minutes long. Patreon.com slash liberty. that's where you can go to get that episode. That's also where you support the show every month on the monetary level. That is how we pay the bills for the studio around here. It's how the internet gets paid for. It's how all of our equipment has been paid for as well. Uh, we really appreciate those folks. Patreon.com slash liberty. you get show notes ahead of time. You get access to a Facebook group that is specifically for you. And then you get a 20-minute or sometimes like this week, 30-minute bonus episode that happens before the show, and we make our guests sit through that as well. <laughs> so uh, it's a good time. I uh, think it's well worth your five dollars a month. Uh, you know, if you think that your Starbucks coffee is worth seven dollars a day, I think we're worth that a month. You know, so
1: where do you get a good cup of Starbucks around here?
0: You don't. Um, yeah, we have the press, which is <laughs> way better for seven dollars. So if you donate at fifty dollars or more a
1: month, Dakota, what happens?
0: You get a shout out at the front of every episode, and those folks are Miss Christy Avery, Mr. Jonathan Phillips, and then, of course, Mr. Anthony Meyer. Uh, we appreciate them very greatly. We also have some sponsors for this candidate series. This is our one time a year we have commercials. Uh, <laughs> we have the Slick Pickle Sanitation, that is a local uh, Henry County company, and they are delivering dumpsters for you if you need to uh, throw a lot, away a lot of trash. If you're renovating your house, you're doing a new construction project, you're cleaning out. Um, you don't have to new... just
1: throw it all on the curb if you live in the city. Right. You can practice your own large trash removal and call Slick Pickle Sanitation. That's right and they'll there. Give you, they'll take care of you. 765-524-0992. Uh, And then we have our other big returning sponsor. That's right. Returning again for this
0: candidate series is Wyland's Flowers and Gifts. Uh, They're a great local business. We appreciate them very much. They've been sponsoring us for a very long time. Every candidate candidate series that we have, they've sponsored. Uh, Beautiful flower arrangements, very affordable pricing. I got my wife a set of flowers, and she said, wow, these are great
1: flowers. They've done all of the flowers for my weddings and Dakota's weddings. That is true. All of the weddings we've had.
0: They're, they've been great to us. They will be great to you. We're Go ahead and uh, visit them down there off of Indiana Avenue in Newcastle, Indiana.
1: Ron Milford said the audio is great tonight, too. Zach, you're doing a hell of a job.
0: Hmm. I'd right. to hear
1: it. Called, I unplugged and plugged it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Rebooted it. Did all the things. Last week, we had traumatic internet problems, yeah, but we are back in better than ever. We were like 56K in it last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's get to know our candidates today. So Jerry Walden's a familiar face. He's been he he was here with us four years ago for the candidate series, uh, and obviously he he won his seat. Uh, but it's the first time we've been joined by Cameron Grimm. I know you've worked on some projects that the Boss Hog podcast has worked on in the past yeah. uh, through some philanthropic stuff. But yeah. tell us tell us about yourself, why you're running, and then and we'll talk to Jerry after it, to follow. Absolutely.
3: Uh, I grew up here. I went to school here. Uh, after that, I went to the Navy did four years and came back. Um, I ended up going to Harrison College for some business. And then during COVID, I ended up going to uh, Full Sail University to get my cinematography degree. And uh, I do a lot of different things in the community as far as uh, Henry County jobs, pages, and stuff like that, trying to get the information separated Mm -hmm. so it can get to more people. And uh, so I was asked if I wanted to run and I hadn't thought about it for a very long time. And I said, yeah, I wanted to get more involved. It was something I was looking to do. And uh, I couldn't think of any better way to get involved with our community than being a bigger part of it. So, um, yeah, I'm running now. All right. Uh,
1: Jerry, remind us in the audience that maybe is new that doesn't remember from the last time you were here what your, what your bio is and uh, why, why you want to keep doing this.
4: Well, you understand, I've been here since 1958.
1: So on the my, council, you're my, old enough to be a senator my, now, Jerry. <laughs> my
4: my storyline goes back a little bit further in Cameron. Yeah. Cameron played football uh, when I was still coaching. And yeah. Graduated with Taylor and Zach, but yeah. um, grew up on Broad Street. Moved to 25th Street uh, when I was four years old. Went to Hernley School through the fifth grade. Went Green Street or through the fourth grade, went to Green Street, fifth grade, and then moved out to Trawhi. Uh went on to Indiana State, came back here for a student teaching, never interviewed, got a job. Hmm. Um, fortunate Mr. Uh, Paul Krauser was principal at that time, and he was coach principal at at High and came to Newcastle. And I got to student teaching under uh, Tom Corey, which was a great experience, and Mr. Walker and, and uh, never interviewed. <laughs> Got a job and they had a teacher leave, and Mr. Krauser called to Indiana State. And worked deal out with them. And been worked at uh, in the classroom for twelve years and was a counselor for twenty three years, in charge of all the testing at high school. <laughs> and. Um, it was a great 35 years. I coached football for 29, baseball for 20 years. Um, Newcastle's a great place, guys. And, and uh, Even though I graduated out at Tri High, Henry County's very, very, very special. And uh, Newcastle is the center of that, and... When you put 35 years in, into a school corporation and you're around so many kids and, and you qualify them as your own and you grow into the community. I've been with the uh, Breakfast Optimist, a uh, member of the Elks, uh, Little League. I still help out with the Little League whenever I can. Uh, baseball, that is. And uh, Newcastle is very special. There are some things, you know, in, in two terms, you think back six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, if you step back and look at things, I think you really have to applaud the improvements that's happened, especially around the downtown area. Uh, we have a big, just got 16th Street open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that. Right, Cameron? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> two year project and we're getting ready going to the state Road three and that's going to be a big issue and uh, I just I'd really like to have the opportunity to see that through and then you know the other project I'm still working on behind the scenes
1: the Jerry Walden Memorial interchange
4: yes <laughs> so. we've, been,
1: we've named it that for years yeah the only problem is it's not been built yet so. <laughs> all right so that's that's your main your main uh, reason to seek reelection this year is that you want to see through the state road three corridor and those those projects that you've been
4: involved with yeah and you know I, i'm involved with the land bank we finally got that started after a number of years and that comes from me serving on the henry county housing committee uh, that was a goal of theirs it was stated in our our comprehensive plan and it's we just and zach serves on that with me and We're right at the $58,000 mark. Hit that this week. That's starting out with zero money.
1: $58,000 in available funds to to lend?
4: No, not to lend. To buy properties. To buy, okay. And we talked about helping out demolition of uh, structures. In the last 10 years, there's been over 300 structures demolished.
0: Zach, do you want to do the honor of describing the land bank? For folks who might not
2: know. I mean, yeah, I probably couldn't do as good job as Jerry, but like people know there's a lot of properties that are like dilapidated properties, empty properties. And if they go through the process of like tax sales and stuff, they'll get picked up. The city um, ends up with them and the lane bank then gets them from the city and we sell them uh, to get them back on the uh, tax roll. Some of them we have houses that are coming up and some of them are going to be coming up pretty soon. Um, some of those get rehabilitated. Some of them we just demo them and we sell the lots for a very affordable price in exchange for the ending up on the uh, tax rolls. And those people just have to maintain, pay the taxes on them, and maintain the properties um, and keep them in good shape. And a lot of them, it's like adjo- adjoining property owners buy them and just make their yards bigger. Um, but a lot, of them, a lot of them, they're they're you know it's hard for the city to get around and keep them cleaned up and mowed and stuff. And so somebody takes them off our hands, they get a bigger yard, and the neighborhood looks better. So, and it's a big problem with the properties and the houses that are kind of dilapidated and stuff.
1: So Cameron, tell us about your motivations. I, you said that folks came to you and said, hey, will you consider running? But I've come to a lot of people and said, hey, will you consider running? But it's tough to find somebody that actually says, yes, I'm going go to put my name on the ballot and I'm going to go through the effort of doing this. So something, there's got to be more than just, oh, well,
3: somebody asked. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so throughout the years, I've been very involved with the community and stuff like that. So I ran Newcastle Community in Action years ago. Uh, to try to help give money back to people that needed help. Uh, we helped pay for some funeral costs and stuff, some kids that passed away and stuff like that. And we ran the Rocky Arts Park Festival for uh, four years to raise that money. And through Five After Five Studios, which is my company and everything like that, we've done multiple commercials. We've done the Henry County Tourism commercials and stuff. So my involvement over the years, this just felt like a good platform for me to be a part of uh, to use my, good, you know, my ideas and stuff to try to push Newcastle into a better uh, direction. Uh, I think we've done some good things over the years, but I think there are some things that have been missing, and uh, I feel like that's where my place is right now, is to try to push those issues and stuff like that. I'm all about the hard conversations and stuff like that, and I think a lot of people know that. So I believe I can help you know, pass the puck and get some jobs done.
0: All right, so let's uh, move on to our issues here. Mm-hmm. Um, we can start with you, Cameron, on this question. Okay. Uh, the The question, as I've written it in the show notes, is how can the council encourage and support the growth of small businesses within the Newcastle uh, community? Uh, what do you think that the role of the city council
3: is? Well, I run a small business, so I mean I, I can see it from the inside and the outside of it, but I believe The biggest thing is we got to support our local businesses that we have here. Uh, There are a lot of great things that help push our our local businesses forward, like business builders for years. I was a part of that for two years. Um, There's the ISBDC, and it'll help me with my own company. So I feel like we need to start coming up with uh, more programs so business owners can kind of learn stuff. A lot of business owners jump headfirst, and they may not know the finances side of it. They may not know the state side of it and stuff like that. So I believe having those programs here to help build up our small businesses to survive because if you don't have the right format and the right funding, you're going to probably end up closing down. So you mean coming up with ideas to create workshops and things like that? Different workshops, different education bases, uh, even all the way to customer service on how you, you know, if you're a server – how do you have better customer service skills to uh, help get better tips, you know, and help your, your financial side that way? Uh, a lot of people just go straight into this stuff, and there could be a learning base here. So I think we need to, to support our local small businesses and then kind of try to help them grow. And I think when you have success with the small business side locally, then and other people see that, then other people want to come and build here as well because you know people want to jump on that train right yeah. same same
1: question to you jerry how do you, how how is the city council involved with supporting local businesses or small businesses
4: well i uh, the biggest thing is is that's happened the last couple of years with the rdc uh when they give businesses money it's basically for the outside appearance could not use that funding for the inside so extending from that now, we have the BRAP committee, which I'm a part of. And last year, we... Define
1: were, BRAP, the acronym for folks.
4: Uh, it is BRAP. <laughs> 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 well, that's a great question. I just always called it BRAP.
1: All right. So it's a, it's a business yeah. reconstruction or... Well,
4: what what's happened with that, uh, we were able to... Uh, Get two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars from the RDC and invest.
1: RDC is Redevelopment Commission. Yes. So when you have an incumbent, they just they spit out the number, the letters, and we nobody knows what it is. So we got to. I'm, I'm trying I'll, to. i
4: think it'd be right it
1: be right. Yeah, it's all good. I think Zach's googling it over there right now. Yeah, but I'm trying. Yeah, because it's come up, and I've been like, "What does that mean?" And I'm
4: when like, mm. when you invest that money, and it can be put in my big thing were the roofs. Roofs need to be fixed. If you put money into a building, you still haven't lit the leaking roof. You're going to have issues.
1: So the downtown area and the businesses that are downtown has been the has been the focus. Yes, and, for, and preserving because we went through an era where a lot of the downtown bu- buildings were torn down, and tor- that's 1400 Plaza was a block that's gone, that's been repurposed. But the over the last decade, the city has really invested into saving these downtown structures including the one we're in
4: yes and that that 275 thousand dollars turned in over three million dollars into investments uh we're getting ready to run a survey for downtown apartments in these buildings these building owners hopefully will have an opportunity to get that survey completed uh, with some help from the city council and uh and because that's a need from the surveys that's been ran ran through and that there needs to be more availability for apartment space downtown. So, you know, when you step back and look at that and you're helping these downtown businesses in the last few years, you've seen how many have been coming back downtown. Uh, you had the farmer's market on Saturdays through the summer and so on with the plaza. And I just you have to invest to bring people in.
0: So in short you're saying we've we've given businesses that are in storefronts that are in the main areas of Newcastle the money to upgrade their facades and it's things. 60
4: 40 grant is what it is.
0: Okay. And then and now you're saying we need to we also need to start focusing on their structures itself, not just the Inside, looks. Inside in now. Okay, and yeah. helping support them in
1: that yes. way.
4: Okay, and it's been a big benefit, and it, it's shown.
1: building renovation assistance program. program.
2: Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Phillips got in the chat. I saw it too, but I wasn't going to interrupt. Yeah. The,
0: so, yeah. continuing on with that, uh, you mentioned the RDC, and we have the um, the Economic Development Corporation, the EDC, with Corey Murphy, and his main, really his main job is trying to make the community look attractive to businesses. What can the city council do to assist in that to try to make this area look more competitive for businesses that are maybe thinking about moving here?
4: Well, one of the big things, we talked about that this last Monday, uh, Corey gave a presentation. And it's probably time for us to take a look at our comprehensive plan again.
1: As a city, not the county, but the city's comprehensive plan. But
4: the county, too. Uh, We need to work hand-in-hand in this. Because we're in the running for a $2 million grant right now, uh, one of two finalists. And that would be huge for us. Uh, and Corey explained all of that. But, you know, as you go around, around town, you see all the new paving taking place. Uh, we've gone through water separation projects. We've resurfaced streets the right way. We've ground them down to try to save our curbs which in the past, you pave over, pave over, pave over. You lose the curves, which then you lose sidewalks. Um, that's been a big benefit until the gas committee came in and started digging up our new paved streets. But they're supposed to repair those and... and uh,
1: the best way to figure out if you need gas improvements or you're going to have a water line that's going to break is to pave over it. Yep, that's, that's generally generally the way it'll work.
4: But that that's one of the big things with Sixteenth Street. Uh, Mayor York was able to get the state to agree to replace the water main there because it was a century and a half old. And like he told them, guys, you don't replace that. We're going to be digging it up here in three months.
1: Yep, anytime time it'll yeah. it'll happen. So. So, Cameron, let's talk about what you think are the role of the city in the, or the city council in attracting some of the larger businesses. Not necessarily the downtown businesses or the independent small businesses, but the larger businesses in the community.
3: And we focus a lot on downtown, and I think there's other areas in our city that we need to uh, start really paying attention to. There's empty buildings and stuff, I feel like, that that should be utilized um, over on, like, um, North 12th Street and stuff like that. But uh, I think uh, getting in the right channels, Uh, Main Street for the state of Indiana, you know, has a open door, you know, for people to come in and have invited me and stuff like that. But there's a lot of places that, and a lot of business looking to expand looking for a place and why are we attractive and stuff? And we need to have the right infrastructure. Uh, I've been told over the years that, you know, we've been Frankensteining some of our old uh, pipelines and stuff together and stuff. And, and if we don't have the right infrastructure for those companies to come in, I think then we're really going to be hurting uh, as far as being attracted to them because we don't have what they need. So uh, I think it's just really being actively persistent, you know, and, and finding out who wants to move to a, a better place. And Indiana has been pretty attractive to a lot of different companies. You know, Indianapolis is building out pretty pretty good, and they're moving out this way. So I think we can really definitely lower in somebody uh, – you know, out here because we're not, we got good, good traffic wise as far as 70 43 and stuff like that to get trucks in. And, uh, I I think we're, we can head in a better direction there too. Well, you guys
0: both brought up infrastructure, uh, which is good because that leads us (laughs) right into the next topic. And Cameron, why don't you lead us off with this one? Uh, do you have plans that are going to improve the city's infrastructure and, uh, how do you keep improving the infrastructure without uh, doing any damage to the character of the city that we've tried so hard to preserve in these past
3: few years? Right. I think infrastructure, uh, the biggest thing is I think you have to do it the right way. And you can't go too fast at it because you have to worry about finances and everything here. And if we try to do too much too fast, I mean, we've already seen... You know how fast money can go up and everything like that. So that's one of my concerns. But I think that we we definitely need to find the oldest different things that need to be replaced, the pipes and everything like that. Um, it was a few years ago when the one that bursted out there by the water plant took the city down for a while. And uh, I, I don't have the knowledge to know right now if, you know, which pipeline is this and that. But I think that the fact that, you know, they're old and that we need to start really taking a look and pushing that forward. Cause at the same time I was talking about the other businesses coming in, if we don't have that ready. Then, uh, yeah.
1: If the basics aren't there, if your water yeah. and sewer aren't going to function, then nothing else, nothing else matters. Right? right. So Jerry, you've, you've talked in the time you've been a friend of the show, you've talked a lot about, we've lovingly called it the Jerry Walden Memorial Interchange at State Road 3 and, and I-70 that doesn't quite yet exist. Um, but you, you, you touched on the State Road 3 project that's coming. Tell us tell us how that matches with your agenda or what you'd like to see in the next four years for the city.
4: Well, I'll, I, let me tie it in with 16th Street first because that's right in our area, Cameron. Yeah. Um, one of the big things there when they were going in and reconstructuring all that, at Kentucky Avenue, if you look back east, that poor family's yard flooded every time we got a big rain, even with the retention pond over off of 20th Street. I come to find out some of the pumps weren't working. It pumps that water on down 20th Street past the hospital. But anyway, we got a larger culvert put in there because that used to be a creek that ran Right underneath Kentucky Avenue so you had to get that water out there we also got the sidewalks extended on the west side all the way to Washington Street
1: and you did this with in dot with this yes. as the city's input
4: and and the thing is you had to be willing with these street projects these highway projects to work with the state and to work with the county and bring up Hey, guys, we need to get this sidewalk extended to Washington Street because we have an elementary school right there. And they did. The sidewalks are four feet wide. They're wonderful. Uh, they still stopped on the east side at Kentucky Avenue. That's To have gone on with that, the engineering costs would have skyrocketed. We wanted that. We asked for it. We got halves. So that's great. With State Road 3,
1: Um, it's about uh, there was an article today end up is having a big meeting next week in town yes and it's about a 36 million dollar project that's coming that's going to go basically a three mile stretch through the core of
4: our business district and we really need people to show up and listen what they're saying um the whole story on that with the sidewalks kathy and i we we usually went to cafe royale before school and got a drink and We just had like a six-inch snowfall, and there was a family walking on the east side, pushing a stroller with two smaller kids. One was in a Burger King uniform. One was in a McDonald's uniform. Oncoming traffic, they were grabbing everything, sticking it in the snow. I said, Kathy, we we, I got to do something about getting sidewalks in here, if at all possible. We have three lanes on one side, two on the other. That doesn't make sense to me. So proposed that to uh, Mayor York, and he took it to the state. It cost us two years on the project, but it looks like right now sidewalks on both sides from Riley to New York. That is a godsend. Uh. I look at it as a way to get for people to get back and forth to work. I look at it as a way for people to use it for health-wise, running, walking, riding bikes.
1: Because you've nearly got a walking path then that if you can just close that little distance you have on Riley Road from the walking paths you put into State Road 3, you've now got connectivity all the way to downtown.
4: Exactly right. And we, we asked for out to Walmart, to Ivy Tech. I'm crossing my fingers that we'll still get that much because I think that would be huge. That means that each of the intersections will have crossways. Um, We're going to have some issues, I think, with the safety concerns of the state putting down separation areas between the lanes. But I think overall, it's going to be really nice, and it'd be a nice attraction. It'd be a big addition for businesses up and down three.
1: So that's similar to what Greenfield has done with State Road Nine, where you can't you, you can't you can't turn across traffic any longer. Uh, exactly. Now, in the mayor's race, uh, former councilman Clay Morgan has been talking about trying to help support some of the businesses that are that are in existing now and how they're going to deal with this construction process over a couple of years. Have you guys heard from any business owners or talk talk through that and how the council might be able to be helpful to those folks?
4: Well, one of the business owners is Jeff Hancock. <laughs> you know, he's on the council. And uh, I just, I think overall, you know, 16th Street was a two-year project, and it, it was a pain. It caused some issues. Our citizens dealt with it Great. The contractors dealt with our citizenship great through there. I talked to several up and down through there, through that whole two-year project, and it just had to be done that way. And we're going to reap the benefit of that now, and I want people to keep that in mind. What we went through with two years there, getting ready for this State Road 3, that's going to be an extended project. Forget about the bridge on 38, because that is a cluster. Uh, That company lost money on that project uh, and should have because that was ridiculous. But as far as the State Road 103 project, uh, guys, I-70 is going to be expanded to six lanes. It's going to happen within 10 years. Indianapolis is coming this way. Dayton's coming this way. And my whole thing is I explained to Congressman Pence, who was so gracious to come to a meeting, and he called for a second meeting on top of that with our Eastern Indiana Planning Commission that I represent Newcastle on, that the workers are going to be there, the equipment's going to be there. Why not just go ahead and put that in? Because we were told that for every mile of interstate costs $32 million. The construction of that exchange is gonna be a drop in the bucket to that whole project. So if you were to open that up, just imagine from I 70 to 500, from State Road 103 to State Road 3, as level as that ground is, how attractive that's gonna to be to commerce and residential expansion. It happened. You know, you look at Louisville; they've lost forty-eight percent of their population since the eighties. We've stayed pretty even. It's about three to five percent population. If you open that up, and you need to ask Mayor York about this, there are development plans ready to go if that were to happen. I mean, they're they're ready to go.
1: Cameron, I I want to make sure that you get you get time here to yeah. talk about infrastructure and how you how you see things.
3: Yeah. So uh, road three, I think that the biggest thing that people need to realize is it's a state project, you know, and it, it's in their hands. There are a lot of business owners, you know, that I haven't really talked, but overall have talked about, you know, how it's going to affect them and everything. And I, I think the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to stay on top of it. Business owners need to be um, talking, you know, and that way we can keep them all up on what's going on, because if we just let them do what they want to do and we're not that active, then it's gonna be really hard for some of these local businesses and everything. I I think it's a great project, but I think one of the concerns came from EMS about uh, the dividers and stuff, because it's like Greenfield, and not being able to get out certain ways because they can't turn, and how difficult that's gonna be for them. And uh, I've been to Greenfield recently a few times and seen how they did that. And I, I like the fact that on State Road 3, if two people are turning from different directions, sometimes you're getting kind of, you know, close into an, an impact, and who's going to turn first, and all that. That's nice to have that division, but at the same time, if it's making it harder for certain things, then I think that's definitely something the, that needs to be addressed. The fire department brought it up. Yeah,
0: my job, it would be. I, there's been a million and a half times that I've been heading one direction and got a call for something in the other direction, and just uh, been like well, I can just, anywhere through there, I can just get right in the center lane and do a U-turn somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm not going to do that in my personal vehicle because, for obvious reasons, but if I'm responding to something, I'm going to. But it's, there's a, I, I see your point. I yeah. I worry about it as far as there's a lot of issues. I also work in Greenfield a lot mm-hmm. and I'm on there and it is quite possibly the biggest pain in the butt in the entire world if i mean just going to culver's if you're coming if you're heading north then trying to turn into one of those businesses is an absolute nightmare because you're like oh
1: well there's a sign you have to start to learn how the access roads work the the intention of it is i believe is to keep people from getting hit right right from turning left across multiple lanes of traffic because it's it's just kind of the wild west, and I know it's what we've grown. We've all grown up with it, uh, Jerry. You remember when three didn't exist, but um, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> when, it, when it was Bundy. But yeah. um, for the rest of us, it's been. You're the one that said you started in the '50s. I don't know. Uh, we put away the horse and buggies, and then we moved to the automobiles, and now now we've got the the Teslas. This this did used to be a wagon shop. Well, I mean, we got
2: a, we got a taste of it with the. They're doing paving right now on three yeah. south of town, and for a stint, I don't even pay attention. But for a stint of that, they were doing some prep work. Jeremiah endlessly defends them for earlier in the year, like they they.
1: Well, I'm incon- sorry. I just know how concrete works.
2: They inconvenience yeah. our lives, and then they just stop inconveniencing our lives, but then they don't take the barrels away. It's like, you know, just like keeping the barrels. The barrels bulk. were gone for a while. No, they were on the shoulder. <laughs> they never got rid of them. But now- They also sat there but, for
0: about a week and a half before they but, decided to move Yeah. Them.
2: But yeah. during that stint, I'm not even sure they might. They closed down nearly every crossover through the median between here and 70. And it didn't affect my life much, but I have friends that live out there who live on one side of three- and their kids go to school on the other side of three. And I was like, where did they have to go mm-hmm. to get across three yeah. to go to try high? Like, they literally just cut part of try high in half, mm-hmm. like their school district." So I was
1: like, so yeah. Well, but, they could have jumped on I-70 and exited at the Jerry Walden Memorial Parkway. Yeah. Well, the, the, but the, it doesn't exist but, yet.
2: But sometimes what NDOT does, like, people need to be patient. Yeah. Go ahead and talk to your, to your council meetings because there are people that have – uh like I know, if there's an in dot project, Dave Barker is speaking with them on a regular basis. But also understand that sometimes they really they just want to get what they want to get done done. And if there's an inconvenience, they don't really live here.
4: Well, okay. now, that's what I wanted to bring up. What Cameron, you were exactly right. They're going to do what they're going to do, right? And people are just going to have to, as Jeremiah said, learn another route. Mm-hmm. You got to know the access roads. I'm very interested in seeing the the drawing plans and see where those. those when did you say that meeting was, Jerry? I when
1: think it, it's, it, it's the 11th. 11th? Eight, two weeks. Two weeks away. Yeah, 11th. So it could be at Bundy minutes. Auditorium. They can. Yeah. You can is have. That, we that, could have hundreds of protesters or is excited that. patrons. Yeah. You, is you might that, want to
4: take your microphone. Okay, again. I got a question, Jerry. <laughs> Dur- Dur-
2: is that during fall break?
4: I don't know when. I don't. I yes, bet it I is. Is. Yes it is. Yeah. They, yeah, good October eleventh
2: schedule when half of Henry County is going to be in Gatlinburg. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and those meetings are always interesting. They
1: usually they come to city council meetings. I and found very nice a sandwich there. in the park and it had mayonnaise on it. And I didn't want mayonnaise on the sandwich. So this is about a road, ma'am let's uh let's
0: pivot here for a minute. Now, Cameron, you got into this race because you said you've been involved in the community right you've been engaged um especially through social media platforms yeah uh, so with that being said how do you intend to involve your new constituents if you win in the decision making process in your decision making process right. and just in
3: the issues right right so i think the people's voices are need to be heard and i think that's been my biggest platform with people. Uh, when this country was started, it was all about, you know, representing the people that are in your area. And so I have created my own website. Uh, it has different community links on it. I'm going to keep building on it to get information out there, to have people to be able to give back their information that they want to see. I've just put out a community survey uh, asking about the things that they want to see, the things that they feel are lacking, um, the the school systems and how they feel, the parks and everything, just to kind of get a baseline of what the people feel like. Because I feel like sometimes we're a little out of touch of what the people want. Because a lot of people will just sit there and they won't express their voice. And I think this is a good way to anonymously say, hey, this is what I care about. Uh, as far as also... I have social media links and stuff for like I said, Henry County jobs events. And that's a way for me to be able to get stuff out. Also receive things. And then also, um, uh, I want to do to be transparent in my wheelhouse live video and stuff like that to keep people up to date on what's going on so that they know, and then they can give back feedback. My email is always available on my phone so that people can voice what they want and stuff like that. So, the biggest thing I want people to know is I want to be the voice of the people here and I want to, you know, successfully do what they need as long as it feels the right way that we can do it. Because I'm all about the right things for the right reasons and uh, that's always been what I built my company, myself around. So
1: We do want to give another thank you to Wildlands Flowers and Slick Pickle Sanitation for sponsoring the Candidate Series. Uh, excited to have them back and be a part of the uh, be a part of getting us on the show uh, and having the live video again for the candidate series this this year. Uh, Jerry, tell us about community engagement for you and and transparency and and how uh, how you think the council can continue to make improvements.
4: Well, for me, I live in my grandmother's house They're on Fourteenth Street, North Fourteenth Street. I've always been a part of Northeast Newcastle um my boys went to where right um northeastern part of our, our city gets a really bad rap a um, lot of lot of great people there and I just kind of laugh when people ask me where I live and said I can't believe you you live there <laughs> why not I grew up with all my neighbors <laughs> um you know, I I, I I bought the house off my dad. He bought it off my grandmother. And then when I got the job here, I bought it in 1980. I got married in 1982. Uh, was sold automatically on Wilbur Wright. Uh, whenever they had an open house, Kathy and I drove the first couple of times, you couldn't find a parking space. So we learned our lessons and we're just going to hold hands and walk there.
1: With the uh, sidewalks?
4: With no sidewalks. Man. Hiking boots and everything.
1: Uphill always three, three
4: foot of snow and uphill both ways. But what people don't realize, you know, the hospitals are our largest employer in county right now. And I've worked very hard behind the scenes in getting our streets around Wilbur Wright, leading to Wilbur Wright, around the hospital uh, to where they should be. 20th Street's been repaved. The rest of it's going to get repaved here soon. Washington just got finished. Of course, North 16th Street is finished. 14th Street is finished. Uh, That is very important to me. Uh, We have the Wilbur Wright Trail close by. We have the Fitzgerald Trail matching into it now. Uh, Jimmy Kedden and Rex Pack and Paul got that all started, and we got that opened up. Uh, if you go to Osborne Park, it's a great park now. Uh, all the uh, road footage through there has been redone, new playground equipment, new softball diamonds out there, which is fantastic, because I grew up playing softball out there after I graduated high school. Bathrooms improved a little bit? Bathrooms are improved and upgraded. It used, uh, to,
1: be, it used to be like
4: camping. It was, was it? <laughs> Or you go to the park and find a tree, right? <laughs> but we had I heard I heard tour. you
1: can get ticketed by some people for uh, that, Jerry. Yeah.
4: Basketball courts being. So, you know, the north side, we have new housing development going in out there. Um, I'm very proud of what's taken place since I've been on the council with all that. And having lived there as long as I have and being in the school corporation, people call me. They email me, and I think they're very comfortable doing that. And our whole council right now, you know, they're not necessarily in Ward 3. They contact me and ask me what can be done. I'm very proud of that, that, that people are comfortable enough to get a hold of me and have enough faith in me. You know, I'm not a politician. I'm furthest thing from I'm a citizen just like you guys are. I care deeply about this city. I've, I've invested my time, my life into this city because I believe in it. And I believe we have a bright future ahead of us. And, and I'm glad that guys your age are finally getting involved. We need you guys.
1: Well, we have bad backs now, so now we now we can do it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: so Aaron Dickin, who uh, – By the way, I did endorse him against his opponent this election. Against none of the The opposed.
4: The ghost opponent. (laughs) Phantom.
0: Um, He kind of took the charge of live streaming the meetings. Uh, He's had some equipment issues that hasn't been able to happen uh, the last couple times. Is there any other talk on the council right now of trying to get a more – Reliable and professional setup for that. Well, to help him out with that.
4: Aaron was basically given free reins on that, and if he needs funding for it, he's going to get it. Uh, the nice addition, you know, we had the nice big TV screen up in there finally. Uh, we have new heating and air conditioning units in there finally. Uh, you can actually hear people talk.
1: Um, because Indiana but, uh, Indiana's changed the law now. It's a it was a hey you we'd like you to but now. By law, streaming is required it, for all public it meetings. It
4: absolutely yeah. should be. And people got people need to understand that the city council is the people's council. Yeah. Everyone's welcome there. Everyone has the opportunity to get up and say whatever they need to say. know, the only thing that I ask is that they do it with full respect.
0: It's just like Cameron was saying a second ago with this, it's, It's hard to get people to come and voice their yeah, opinions. And we need more of that.
4: I don't think we're that intimidating
0: though. I know whenever I lived in the in the city and we first started this podcast, I was going to the, the city council meetings and with a notebook and taking notes and stuff and I it was it was shocking and it was really surprising for me week after week how it was like uh, it was me and Dale Cole in the audience, you know? Like and To me that that's it.
4: embarrassing. You know, we we got to honor a citizen of the month, and there is a great turnout. And we always say, if you don't want to stay, you can go ahead. I wish they'd stay and see how it operates because it's very important. People have to be involved. This is their city. This is your city. This is my city, and you you had to be involved. And that's one of the I don't best get ways to vote. To but I got it.
1: another bill for a hundred bucks today
0: from you- the city. Mm-hmm. So, but I get no vote. I want to pivot back to something Cameron was saying a minute ago uh, about your website and stuff, and yeah. taking uh, community input on things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've noticed even the last few mailers that I've gotten from the state house mm-hmm. that they used to always be surveys, right? Right. The I haven't seen a survey, right? You know, so it's just. Uh, it's made me curious if things aren't the same on the state house side where they send out these thousands of surveys and they get 12 back, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I'm just, I know that Aaron Dickin has done some of that as well. He's put out Google forms and things. Right. Um, is that, is that something that you think you would just, you would continue on doing
4: I no do. matter
3: what? I do. I, I started with the Google forms as well. Um, definitely wanted to hear what people had to say because I'm coming into this new and everything like that. And I want to know what everybody desires or what they feel is lacking. So I believe it's something that we can use down the road, even on, you know, a simple issue as, you know, we can directly just to one issue or we could be more versed and stuff and, and have different questions and stuff just to try to drive a direction I call it a baseline for me. You know, it's a baseline that we can build off of. So, okay, we did this. Now, when we put out the next one and we done some stuff, how do you feel that we did on that? I think it's important to have people, you know, approve or disapprove what we do because – you know or at least know that they disapprove right right right
4: (laughs) and and i think well guess what they're going to disapprove and they're going to approve you're no matter what it it is
3: right and and i think that we need more people involved i mean it's just not the people that are running that are in office that need to be involved and do things i mean we need to come together and stuff and a lot of the events that we have downtown has been bringing people together and stuff so uh, one of my biggest things that i've been really kind of uh, going to people about is public safety because we saw what happened in Muncie with the event where there was a shooting and we're having more events. We're having a donut, uh, donut eating contest and we're having, you know, the Renaissance festivals and stuff. So it's very important that we need to, you know, if we're having more, how do we protect our people and stuff? So that's something I've been kind of pivoting around lately. Public safety was a,
0: uh, one of the topics that uh, almost made it to the show notes, but I didn't have a room. So yeah. No. It made it in anyway. And that's my biggest thing. <laughs> so, so speaking about your biggest thing, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk a little bit about your guys's main goals for the office and your main priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, what's so, um, Jerry, we've talked a lot tonight about how you have, you really want to see things through that you've started, um, from previous terms on the council, uh, would you say that that's kind of your top priority if you were to win for the next four years?
4: Uh, yeah, it's, you know, when you get a ball rolling, you want to keep that ball rolling. And I I just feel really good energy in the direction that the city's going in right now. I see a lot of positives going on. Uh, you don't push and try to hide the negatives. But I see a lot of good things going on, and um, I think with the county keeping us within the Eastern Indiana Planning Commission, which you got to be in a regional group like that now to even think about getting grant money from the state. It's an absolute. If you're not in a regional group, it's not going to happen. Those days have, have gone by, and.
1: So you get a grant as an entire region, not yes. as a city. Yeah. Right. I remember right. that
0: conversation going around when we were in the running for the, the Stellar Communities grant.
4: And that's how it is. And, guys, I'm telling you, when whenever you go to those meetings and next one is going to be here again at the Hall of Fame, I couldn't tell you if, if the people are Republican or Democrat from Richmond or Russia. I know what they are, you know, but. It is a really solid, hard working group that tries to be fair across the board. And being a part of that and trying to get funding for Newcastle and when I say Newcastle for Henry County because you know, Cameron, we gotta be together in this as, as you've been saying as I have been. And if you're not together and working for the same purpose, good things aren't gonna happen. That's how you bring in industry. That's how you bring in people. You know, people are getting crunched with housing in Greenfield right now. Where do you think they're coming? Mm-hmm. We're looking here at Henry County, Newcastle now, because there is a huge difference, mm-hmm. not only in housing, but rent. Mm-hmm. You know, rent's like four times in Greenfield now. Yep.
1: And you're starting to see, I mean, there's I, – I think there's still talk of a new housing development on the north side of town. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if that would be in city limits or not, not. uh, or if it potentially could get drawn into city limits later on. Uh, But you're definitely seeing momentum for new builds and growing the community.
4: I I think the new development around the Y, I think people just wanted to see it get started and what the houses and the condos were going to look like before they invested. And I I tell you what, those houses are really nice. Really, really nice. Mm -hmm. So... You know, you just want to keep that ball rolling. Um, You know, I work a lot behind the scenes. That's how I worked in school. I don't try to put myself in front of, if I need something, I go to the department chairs. If I need something, I go directly to the mayor. If I need something from the police department, I go directly to Chief Schofield. And I talk about it, not in the council meetings, but... Behind the scenes, and I think that's why the northeast part of town is has been upgraded as as much as it has, and i'm very proud of that fact
0: so let's say you had you were king for a day uh, king of Newcastle for the day
4: or the king of Ward
1: three
0: yeah uh, what what would you immediately add to the ordinance book or what would you immediately take away
4: that is an absolute because mike guffey and i just talked about this the biggest mistake made when garner street was put in railroad the king of the railroads said with that adding that intersection you have to give up intersections and when the council then decided to allow 22nd street to be taken out that was that is a Bad, bad choice. That is a direct route to one of our elementaries, and it should have never have happened. I'd get that taken care of right away. There are other streets that you could have taken out besides 22nd Street. That getting the Eastwood, busing, kids walking to school, they still go across those railroad tracks. I, you could put up a 12-foot high fence. And
1: now you got a trip hazard instead. Yeah, and...
4: and I just that was a poor. We've, we poor talked decision. about that
1: four years ago, and how hell you could almost do a pedestrian bridge to get kids across.
4: <sighs> it, it really concerns me. Uh, that is the one big thing, uh, and another. It I just it really bothers me that structures around the city are able to put up plywood, and that plywood's there three years later i don't think that should happen i wouldn't want that next to my residence i don't want it next to your residence and there something needs to be done about that
0: i will say jerry at my residence there's a plywood structure for chickens (laughs) in the back good for you
4: as long as you don't have roosters so
1: cameron tell, tell us king king for a day and you can change some ordinances you can wave the magic wand what what are the policy points that you, you want to get to immediately?
3: I mean, what you just said about 22nd Street, I will say, is a big... I mean, I live right there. And I have to go around that uh, to take my kids to school and stuff has been... uh doesn't make sense. But um, one of the things that I've really kind of never really understood was our sidewalk policies and stuff like that. As far as, you know, the homeowners own the sidewalk and stuff, because I've heard of people of taking the sidewalk out because they didn't want to deal with it and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know if it's really just a money thing is why that changed because um, it was before I really got into this and everything when that happened. But uh, Right now
1: you have, I think there's like a $500 assistance program to report the sidewalk yeah. in front of your house. Yeah. That's
4: we, a, we increased that. Yeah, we, yeah.
1: $505 assistance program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Now, it, and Cameron, that's a good point. Yeah. It's we get these new sidewalks put in. I think 18th Street is the best example. Indiana. <laughs> the weeds growing up through, why in the world they still use that fiber joint between the curb and the sidewalk? I have not. That should be a, a cut joint or a rolled joint, but it should never be that fiber joint because you're going to be dealing with And you get weeds in the sidewalk, what's going to happen next? It's going to deteriorate. And...
3: Mike Rose says it's a thousand dollars now. Yeah, it's
4: thousand dollars.
3: Indiana and eighteen's been like that for a long time, and yeah. I see people walking the street to get around it.
1: I mean, you have yeah. a, so, it, 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 State Road One Hundred Three in Indiana. Don't you have a retaining wall that Indot has let collapse? Oh yeah. Uh,
2: talk about that's, it, talk, that's our district. Talk about Indot doing what they want to do. That's a yeah. perfect. That, that's a perfect example.
4: They blamed it on the company that put it in. They blamed it on the property owner. They blamed it on the city, and the state is not going to fix it.
0: What's your defense for N. now,
1: Jeremiah? The
0: state,
4: the <laughs> state is not going to fix it. So
1: I don't know. It's in Jerry's ward. I'm hearing. I'm <laughs> well, listening to his explanation. Yeah. sounds like he yeah. needs some rebar.
4: And it's it's not up. It's not up to the property owner. It's not their fault. No. So. Dave Barker's trying to – I suggest go through the career program and have those kids, but you'd have to really supervise it. Uh, but have them put it back. Uh, Listen, Jerry, I, uh, as
0: a former building trades kid, you're going to have it, – it, it's going to happen, whatever's going to happen. <laughs>
2: people don't know Yeah, They built this. when they, they made
0: that road look really
2: nice when they fixed it up. But some of these houses got really big – Really expensive walls, like expensive. Their, to front, deal with.
1: their front yards got pushed way back, and yeah, then they and, got just vertical and, walls. In this
2: house, what their yard is probably what five and a half or six feet in the air, like the wall is. And then, like what? Well, two years. Two years later, the outer part of the wall just collapsed into the well, road and put on the sidewalk. Two blocks together, yeah. and
4: you can't do that. There's yeah. no anchoring. Of that wall. I mean, I'll be and honest, I, I, I kind of
2: chuckled. In. They're doing paving around my neighborhood. And so they're coming and they've replaced all the, they put ADA ramps in at all the crosswalks. But there's one spot where the ADA ramp goes into like a sidewalk that you can't even see more because it's completely taken over by grass. And I was like, man, Makes can't sense. we just have like knocked that out at the same time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's, so I feel I, the areas Camera's talking I feel that like I, I run with the cross country team and then like, they, run, they love to run the sidewalks, and I hate running the sidewalks in this town because they're not in good shape in a lot of places.
1: So you guys have, you know, you, Jerry, you talked about weeds that are growing up through sidewalks. I know that it's a homeowner's responsibility or the property owner's responsibility to keep a sidewalk clear in the wintertime. Weed control, the city doesn't come through and have any sort of a program or a, a, a person that's going to come through and do weed killer or whatever well, to prevent future damage?
4: For, for you to be able to do that, that person has to be certified in the handling of that.
0: From the state right. chemist's office? Yeah. yeah.
4: And uh, as far as I know, we don't have that right now. And when you go in and try to spray weed killer on a state road, I don't know who you get permission from on that. Probably the same person that's in
0: charge of rebuilding the retaining wall.
4: Yeah, so
0: Cameron, we kinda of skipped you on the those
4: yeah. are kind of the things you go through though.
3: Yeah. Know? On that's, your uh your main sure. priority for the next if you were elected yeah. for your term. The main priority would be um public safety. And that comes in a lot of different forms as far as mental health, as far as um having things for our youth to do so that they're not getting themselves into trouble, I think is very important right now. And uh with the skate park being built and stuff, that's given some stuff. But I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, we lost, we had the movie theater, we had more in the bowling alleys and stuff like that. But a lot of that has gone to the wayside. And so I believe the biggest issues coming in right now, and I'm hearing from people, is they don't feel Baker Park safe anymore. Uh, between uh, gangs coming in and stuff like that, trying to get recruitment to um, kids, you know, that, you know, are different ethnic background you know being chased out of there and i think we need to have more patrols going around there and 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 keeping an eye on it because i mean i know people that aren't going there anymore that live over there because they don't feel safe uh osborne you know we've had knives and stuff like that out there Uh, i've had people concerned about uh homeless people you know in the back of the of osborne park uh people letting their dogs loose at osborne park so i i definitely public safety is what people are really wanting right now, as far as the survey that I've been seeing. And, uh, you know, we talk about the city doesn't have as much money as fishers and, or Noblesville or Indy. And, and that sometimes really can hurt, you know, our police department, our, our rounds. If we had more police officers to patrol, you know, around, around Baker park and stuff to make it safe. Uh, Mark Sean Orr talked about you know back in the day we had a cop that always drove a little buggy around Baker Park and they would make fun of him and stuff a little bit because you know he had that little buggy but they said they felt safe because he was there and they appreciated him being there and so I feel like
1: we do have a, a pretty significant pres- police presence in Baker Park I I assume right I, I I see I I feel like I see a police car parked on Main Street quite often but I
4: and we have cameras there yeah so there are cameras in Baker. Well, the skate park. Jerry has cameras. Oh, there. it's a skate park.
0: Okay, I got you.
4: Skate
0: park. Yeah, I've, uh, I always. I felt like the the cameras were definitely needed at the skate park. Just the amount of investment that's happened right. there. It would it would really be a shame to see it get torn up, but it it hasn't been. It the skate park is
3: an awesome addition to our community. We see that at Low Park. You know the uh, damage that's happened there. The graffiti. Uh, talking about the uh, the kitchen that's been taken out there because people are breaking down doors and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, a camera there would be helpful to try to capture, you know, what's going on. But if we had more events and stuff going on and have more of a presence there, maybe that would be a deterrent to people messing that's, with
4: that. That's right behind a fire station too. Yeah. And that that shelter house just needs to be opened up. The walls yeah. need to be open and its, it's now.
1: Cameron, you did mention Low Park. I guess uh, Jerry's talked about the northeast side of of the town quite a bit, but the the ward actually continues over along almost the entire east side of the city, right?
3: It goes. Um, people ask me what my what the ward is. I mean, it goes from the railroad tracks on Broad out of town all the way to Osborne, and then it goes down 18th Street about five streets east to right in front of Eastwood. So. Um, some of the issues, you know, when I opened up the survey, I, I talked about that. And that's why I kind of talk about Baker Park is because I opened it up to everybody, not just Ward 3. Because, I mean, just because we're a representative of Ward 3 doesn't mean that we all have to, we have other issues, you know, all throughout town. And, I mean, it's probably steady across town all different wards and stuff like that. But uh, I think it's important to hear anybody out that wants, you know, voice their opinion to me and stuff like that. So, I mean... Those are some of the things that are really coming up is, I mean, the part numbers have been pretty low on what people feel like, you know, how they're being taken care of and stuff. And I think that has to do a lot with public safety. So.
1: All right. Um, I think we're at the point in the show. We're running just a little bit over an hour here. Uh, when we get to our final thoughts, we wrap things up. We might've forgotten. Uh, we remind those that are running for office that this is their chance for a call to action to raise money, to get some volunteers, to do the door knocking to help, help get them over the line. Uh we'll start with you Jerry. What is there anything we've forgotten that we needed to cover or or do you want to highlight? No.
4: You know, I just love coming on here because you guys are always so fair and open and honest. And Cameron, I'm really glad that you got into the race. It's it's um it's important. It's very important to me that take that People take the opportunity to get involved in our community. They get out and vote. It's very important to vote. Uh, we have some dates coming up here, deadline for registration and mail-in voting and all that. Um, it's we got to be involved in our community to keep it a community. Um, as I've said, I, I've put my heart and soul into this community. I love it. I'm not a very good politician. I hate going around beating on doors and, and all of that. And, uh, I drive my my ward precincts two, three, and seven every month. Um, probably ought to remind people from 27th Street eastward. That's not, that's not city limits there. A lot of people don't know that, but. And out on Brown Road, too, it's the same thing there with that mess with the junkyard. But it's uh, just please get involved. It's very important. And and don't hesitate to contact me. Uh, My cell phone's out there. My Facebook's out there. My email's out there. I'm I'm more than welcome to sit down and talk with anyone.
1: Awesome. Well, we appreciate you being here as always, Jerry. Uh, Zach, you got any final thoughts for us? Nope, congrats to Dakota for the suffering last Saturday
2: <laughs> and all the people that did the half marathon and any of the other races they had. Uh, other than that, you know, yeah, show up to city council meetings. You learn a lot just showing up to city council meetings. And not the official part of the meeting, like that they say. I, call, you know, I, I take notes. I call it the around the council when they go around the council and they ask everybody what are the, issues they've got. And you learn a lot about what's going on in this town and what – the stuff that's behind-the-scenes stuff. You learn a lot of that from attending those meetings and paying attention to what they're doing and what people's concerns are. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're we'll all going to not, like, end dot, But six, I did drive 16th Street last night. It was delightful. So they did get that done. It looks really nice. So Just
4: don't speed, please. No.
2: I just cru- I cruised it, like, in the cars when they finally got the road fixed, like, um, like the one guy, the lowrider. But um, I was like, oh, this is so nice. Um, Ramone, yeah, Ramon. I couldn't remember the name. It's been it's been too long since I watched a Cars movie. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah. You, uh, you know, if you see somebody that's running or is currently in office, ask them what they're up to. Ask them what they're uh, doing, and you'll probably get an answer. And you can, they'll probably ask you some questions about what you need and what taken care of. I was shocked we did not bring up
1: chickens. I, Tonight. I'm so excited that Zach wore a political t-shirt. I today. tried. Yeah, I wore my Robin Miller for president <laughs> shirt. I'm
4: um. surprised you didn't ask me about my Montana trip.
1: Well, I mean you could have brought it up. I didn't want the I didn't want I didn't want to create the opportunity for people to say, My God, he's embezzling money taking these big junkets out to Montana City. Oh yeah,
4: that that was on my son Taylor. <laughs> the, he loves his dad.
2: But I think yeah, uh, what farmers market's winding down. So if you want to go hit the farmers market up, be at the fourteen hundred plaza this Saturday. And I haven't heard I'm, I'm assuming that the flying driving went up well over the weekend and
0: Is yeah. is Taylor my eye doctor?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Is it? Okay. Yeah, is it Doctor Walden? Yeah,
0: <laughs> just, I, don't, I don't know his first name. I never knew. It was yeah, just always t- Doctor Walden. Taylor
4: and Carl. <laughs> he he took me on the Nelcon, out in Montana. Elevation sixty three hundred to eighty three hundred. Hiked twelve and seventeen miles every day. So with asthma, sixty five years
1: old, you survived it. <laughs> survived it. Uh, no sidewalks in Montana. Uphill always.
4: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Cameron, thanks for being here, man. Right, thanks what, for having what, me. What have we forgotten? Are you doing the door to door thing? Do you uh, need volunteers? Let's talk. Let's get you some people to help push you over the top.
3: Yeah, I, I have been doing some door walking. Uh, definitely part of my plan to try to find out what people want. Tell them what I'm. I'm all about. Um, I just. I, I feel like you got to love your community to do this. You got to love the people. You got to. I mean. I grew up here so i've always loved it and i've seen it you know if chrysler here and you know like i said the uh the bowling alley packed and the going to theaters and stuff and it's been gone and i did a project when i was doing photography a long time ago and i did it on the depression of downtown because all the businesses were closed and all the empty you know leaves up against the doors and and now it's kind of nice i might do a side-by-side project you know of of some growth and stuff here that it's, that would be really cool. It would be, uh, especially since I have that baseline of, of what it was like. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I spent day and night doing, you know, the music festival and, and the community in action just because I wanted to bring something here and it didn't turn out well in numbers, but people always told me I was, you know, before my time. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I love my community. I love my city and that's why I'm doing it. Cause I, I can see, a road that we can grow and uh, have a better quality of life here for people and stuff. So that's why I'm here.
1: Spectacular.
3: D
0: squared. I want to say thank you to both of you guys for coming. Yeah. Uh, it's constructive conversation.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I think we solved a lot of the city's problems tonight. <laughs> we're, we're set. I, I will say though, that it always makes it really difficult for the voters to not have a, a bad candidate in the race. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But uh, yeah,
4: but they have a choice.
0: Yeah, but they have a choice, which is always great. Which is more than we could say for the people in Aaron Dickens'
3: district, <laughs> or ward, I guess.
0: I <laughs> um, also want to say thank you to uh, all of the people and listeners, especially they were mainland listeners of the podcast, who reached out to me and uh, uh, on the day of the the mini marathon, it was really encouraging to get the messages, and then the congratulations was great. So. Thank you to thank you to all of you fine people. And uh, then of course thank you to Big Bounce or not Big Bounce to the Slick Pickle and Slick Wildlands. Pickle Sanitation. Slick pickle. Yeah. Slick pickle. Slick pickle sanitation and wildin's flowers. Just um, think of
1: how much stuff you could throw away if you got a big old dumpster dropping your driveway. You know that so is does, a Saturday's worth of entertainment.
4: So does our dumpster look like a pickle?
1: No, but their logo has a big pickle in I'm
2: the I'm really disappointed. Yeah. They need to paint the dumpster so it looks like a pickle. Maybe next year they'll have it wrapped. <laughs> yeah,
4: That's an awesome name. The, the big pickle really, wrap.
2: Well, it was a bus. Slick pickle. And they got rid That's of the awesome. bus, and they got into the dumpster business. Yeah. So they're still handling probably some trashy behaviors, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. They need actually, to wrap that sucker. looks like a pickle.
0: Probably actual, actually a better way. Yeah. Say. Yeah.
1: But thank you for their support. Uh I will say thank you to both Cameron and Jerry for running. I've done it <laughs> a few times now. Uh, 4 years ago we had this candidate series and there were only two contested races. That's all we had. 40% of the city had something to go out and vote for and they only had one one race to vote in. This city has got the opportunity now where every citizen gets to go in November and have something to vote for. And they have multiple decisions to make. They've got a clerk-treasurer race. They've got a mayor's race. They've got a judge's race. And they're going to have two council races to vote on. So you've got a full ballot and and a great opportunity to say, yes, the city's going in the right direction, or, hey, I want to make some changes, or I want, you know, you've got an opportunity for input. And we haven't had that as a community in almost a decade. Mm. Uh, And that's an exciting time. And it's because guys like this say, hey, I'm going to run and I'm going to, I'm going to, Talk about the issues, and we're going to have a conversation as a city.
3: I just hope people get out and vote. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been low lately, mm-hmm. so. And I, I mean, hope
4: yeah. they look the full ballot. Right? Yeah. Yep. Split the the straight ticket voting. I just that's not right.
3: Yep. Yeah. Go
1: all look go the all ballot. the way through the, the, the These gentlemen have gone to the effort of running for the office. The least you can do is instead of spending ten seconds in the polling place go through all four pages of the ballot and, and go race by race. Cause I can guarantee you the party label that's next to the, the names in a city election doesn't matter.
2: I sometimes have to look up what a person's party affiliation is because you have zero indication from going to a meeting what it is. And like, I'm like, Oh, so like I, for, you've literally will forget because They aren't grandstanding about weird topics to get on the news or anything. They're just taking care of business, and they are not – really, they're not affiliated in almost any way with the party politics you see on TV.
4: And, guys, if I might, I'd like to add if – you know, I can't work the polls, and I always work the polls when I'm not running. And since I have someone running with me here, I can't work the polls, and and they work – very hard to try to get people to work the polls. It's a long day, but I'm telling you, it's very fulfilling. You get a lot out of it. It makes you feel like a full U.S. citizen. You see how voting works. You understand how it works. You make new friends, Republican, Democrat, but it's a great day, and you feel really good after the days. You get paid but that's not why you do it. So if, if you're not in a campaign, uh, please Go be a register to work, a, work as a poll worker.
1: Um, as I'm wrapping up here, I want to give a shout out to our syndicator, Chris Spangle on the wall network, uh, our founder. He is on a new television show. He flew out to Los Angeles in the spring and he, uh, he is on Ms. Pat's show. Ms. Pat settles it. Of course, Chris is, uh, on the Ms. Pat podcast. Uh, but he is now on Ms. Pat settles it on the BET network. Who would have white, guessed this? Who white white, boy, would have guessed that white dear, boy Chris. That Dear Leader would end up on BET. <laughs> I'm very proud of him. White uh, boy Chris. Our next episode is uh, is going to be on Tuesday, October 3rd. No show next week. We're going to be dark. I'm going to be uh, out, uh, out on the East Coast getting, uh, getting rained on. We haven't had rain here in a month, so I said, hey, let's go to, the, let's go to New England and just go get rained let's on for a week. Let's go find the rain. Let's go find the rain. I bought a rain jacket today because uh, I, I haven't needed one. Uh, now, now I'm a proud owner of a rain jacket. We'll see you guys a week from Tuesday.
4: Thanks again.